Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Gavin Emmett, and this is the BT Sport MotoGP podcast, round eight of the MotoGP World Championship. To the last chicane, it is Jack Miller. His nickname is Jackass. He's going to be causing it surely Jack Assen from now on as he wheels over the line in fine style. The Australian win for Mark BDS, Australia Galizia. In second place and taking 20 points is the series leader, Mark Marquez. He's happy with that. Scott Reddin gets third place for Great Britain. An incredible, incredible race here at Assen. And for Ducati, shall we point out. So in all three classes, we have three brand new winners. Moto3, Moto2 and MotoGP. Only at Assen it can happen. Keith, that's what I call a Grand Prix. Only at Assen. Only at Assen. They call it the cathedral, but there's no doubt about it. Some dreams were made today, weren't they, really, at the end of the day? Oh. Fairy tale stuff. I mean, I think with Moto3 and Moto2, we, we've seen brand new debut winners before, yep. but MotoGP as well, incredible. It happened in, what, 2013 at Texas, didn't it, the last time we had three debut winners in a day? But like you say, you're not really shocked in Moto2 or Moto3, are you? Yeah, but you're talking 2013 in Texas. That was exceptional. That was Mar yep. Marquez. Absolutely. Who'd, who'd have expected that again <laughs> in so quick order? Exactly. Well, well put. But uh, I was extremely pleased for Banyaya, Aspar, and especially Mahindra in Moto3. Let's uh, underline that. Indeed, with all the problems they've had with gearbox-wise and the like, they put something together and won. Yep. Uh, obviously, Banyaya won his first and Mahindra's first at the same time here at Aston. Great place to have done it. Uh, but you've got to say that race direction were winners there as well because really there was a bit of shenanigans through turn 15 and Mino managed to use a bit of curb to his advantage but instead of completely ruining the whole finishing order of things they just put him back a place and swapped the second and third places around so Gian Antonio getting second place was uh, some kind of smart move I think by race direction I think that was a brilliant piece of um, diplomacy by Mike Webb and race direction and Takanakagami's back on the map at long last oh. when in his first ever Grand Prix for Taddy Okada there are a man down of course with uh, Radapak Will Irot being out of it this week but Nakagami back on the form we expected two years ago and that was a win it wasn't just a win it was a dominant win the, the sort of win I thought we weren't going to see any more in Moto2 quality stuff Moto2 little bit of a quiet race which was good really mm. because we needed the rest <laughs> yes certainly my heart I took my pills after Moto3 I think they started working in Moto2 and I needed them in Moto Grand Prix red flagged obviously Moto2 just a little early that was all for safety reasons not because anybody crashed indeed but then the track was soaking wet and uh, it takes a while to dry out here for some strange reason when it's only 20 degrees yeah. we're used to it drying much quicker 
We are another good call by Race Direction, by the way. Indeed, indeed. So Race Direction getting it right twice. But then MotoGP had to start on wet tyres. <laughs> the only interest there, of course, Michelin's never done any work around here before, let alone on wet tyres. It's the first time Michelin have run at Assen at all. In the current incarnation, absolutely. So it was a voyage of discovery for all concerned. Interesting that... Uh, Hernandez was the man who ran mm -hmm. away at the front in the end, cut his way through. Yoni Hernandez doing a great job on the oldest Ducati out there. Um, but he had the soft rear compound uh, wet tyre in, which we speculated at the time in commentary whether that was the, the one that you needed. Valentino Rossi, of course, had the harder compound on. Um, but then, when it was red flag because it was too wet, the place, even though it was a flag-to-flag -flag race, really unusual that you get a, yep. a red flag come out. But uh, again, because it was laying water, it was really deep in places. We haven't had a red flag since the flag-to-flag -flag regulation came in, if you like. MotoGP races have all started and finished, never been interrupted. That was a first and another first. Third good call by race direction, I think, this weekend. It's, uh, it's so much better to, to red flag something before they all start falling down. And people get hurt, yes. Then the restart. Was it going to be restarted? 12 <laughs> laps to go, a sprint for full points then. It could have been a half-point thing otherwise, which would have been really disappointed if, if they couldn't have restarted uh, it. We that, would have been on a half-point. That would annoy you so much for the rest of the year, wouldn't it? Well, only because my mathematics is bad enough. When complete numbers, let alone having point fives in there somewhere. That just wrecks me completely. But, uh, you have to say, Jack Miller, what... Well, we know what odds, don't we? We've seen some betting slips. Can't, what? Be can't believe the amount of money been won around uh, the world yes. on Jack Miller. Uh, you know, for the for a fiver, there were people with uh, winning sixteen hundred quid. Somebody had uh, sixteen quid on and won eight thousand five hundred pounds. They're just the two tickets I've seen that have been uh, yep. stuck up on Twitter. A satellite Honda wins a Grand Prix at Assen. Uh, you'd have, I'd have been carted away by many white coats, as I've suggested that. And two we, days ago. And we were also speculating on the last time we saw Mark Marquez so happy to finish second. He just looked like he'd won the lottery himself, didn't he? The answer is never. <laughs> uh, fairly obviously to that question. But he, he took the 20 points. Joyfully. Done him good for his um, championship lead as well at the well, moment. 24 points his lead is up to. Nearly a full race's worth. Incredible race day. Unbelievable race day. Assen gave us everything it always gives us. I mean, yep. it's uh, the 250th Moto Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. Andre Iannone, sadly, off of his 150th Grand Prix it was as well. So there are a lot of records to be broken, a lot of history to be made here. But uh, Assen didn't disappoint, did he? Three brand new Grand Prix winners. And Scott Redding on the rostrum. Oh, Front yeah. row start, rostrum finish you know on I'm a satellite bike. Almost forgotten about that. I know. His first ever front row start in MotoGP. Yep. Brilliant performance. His second roster. And when it becomes tricky, when he heads to flag to flag and restarts, call for Scott Redding. Absolutely stunning day. And where else can we be? We're outside Mark VDS Hospitality. I think they might have uh, had a few of the sponsors, uh, maybe not the lights one. Yeah, they, they, I think we're going to have a few afterwards. I don't know what you mean, Jeremy, at all. Soda water's all the way around for us, but there will be a party atmosphere. There's one thing about Jack Miller. He's loved across this paddock, isn't he? Not just for how great a rider he clearly is, having a few troubles this year, but for his personality. Absolutely, you know he's had a, he has, as he's mentioned, you know briefly there that he has had a hard time. Mm. You know people do tend to give him a bit of a hard time. They said that the project couldn't work, but you know conditions change, things change, and and you get turn ups like this. So 
I, I think the whole place loves you that, that, that Jack has done it today because he's jumped straight from Moto3 to MotoGP. First thing we thought, wow, that's a silly thing to do, but actually it's paid off. Yeah, and he's the first winner out of the, the aliens, in, probably since Ben Spees here, I suppose, in yeah. 2011. That's pretty much the, the measure of it, isn't it? And so it's not something that happens every single day. It is a rare occasion, but you have to take those chances when they come. How cool did he look? <laughs> He just looked like, like he was at home at once <laughs> on that bike. You know, he just looked beautiful. As we were watching it on full, we kept kind of giving ourselves a shake. Jack Miller's going to win a MotoGP. You know, it's a, it, that, that's the kind of surprise that Aston throw up. You know, we're looking around, it looks like it's going to rain again here. So it just worked out well. But how, how it's all gone bad for Ducati, you know, after having everything, all the ducks in places, and, and, and then, then everything falls apart. Rescued a little bit by, by Scotty's podium, but everything else, you know, went... Uh, yeah, it didn't go great, did it? Although Andre Noni did bring it home in the end uh, in fifth place as well. So let's take a look back at the best of the action uh, when we were in MotoGP just a few moments ago. This is uh, the uh, restarted race now. This is Danny Pedrosa spilling out. They were just falling by the wayside. Cal Crutcher, another to go quickly. Yeah, a lot, as you said, lots of lots of front ones again. They, they, all of them actually front, I think. Um, you know, the biggest the disappointment was obviously seeing that was Andrea Dovizioso first. That was, that was a big one. Bradley Smith went down. He rejoined the race. And finished uh, in, the, in the points. And yeah, finished, yeah. eventually picked up the points. But this was uh, Alicia Spargro as well. But he was touched. There. I think he was touched by Iannone in the... That was at the start. And he was... Oh, yeah, we thought at first that we might have to admonish Andrea Iannone again. But having looked back at it again from on board, it looks like Eugene Laverty may have eased Andrea Iannone out a little bit wide. So he can't put all the yeah, brain... You can't be blame his door. He's not going to get any penalty for it. But then the biggest disappointment was to come whenever... Uh, Valentino dropped it. Of course, that was huge. We'll get onto that one in a second. Uh, but Jack Miller was still strong before then as well. And he, he, he sat there in the early stages. The, the strange thing about it is, you know, I, I, as I said earlier, I thought I saw Jack have a moment on the, just losing the front in a few places and managing just to ride on through it like it had not, had not occurred in the world. You know, it didn't, it didn't slow him off. He didn't back off, even though the team were screaming at him to slow down. You know, he kept on pulling it, making the gap uh, that little bit bigger again. Finished, I think, about two and a half seconds in front of Marquez. So. That's, uh, that's something else. He made a huge jump from Moto3, where he probably should have been the world champion. Lost out in the final race to Alex Marquez, of course, a couple of years ago. Had a tough first year last year. He does have a three-year contract with HRC, but a lot of people were saying, are they going to honour it? Are they going to honour that third year of the contract? Is this the sort of ride that will keep you in a ride for next year? Or do you need I more? Honestly, don't, you, you can't say that you know, if he has a three-year contract, that would change, Gav. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it, it would be... I think it was a two plus one, one of those option oh, deals. Right, but yeah. if he's won a race for them, one for them, the, uh, the sponsors as well, the team... Well, yeah, you, you'll probably find that if there is a special uh, result anywhere in there that, that it automatically renews, you know. Plus, there's a, there's a huge bonus for winning a MotoGP. Definitely. So. That'll be well written into his contract, <laughs> won't it? You mentioned just before that the, probably the biggest moment of the race. We know Hoyle Wenzel wasn't going well, but this went from bad to worse for Valentino Rossi. He was had a comfortable lead at the front and just, just lost the front. Again, you know, no warning. Um, uh, but Valentino was pushing. <laughs> we are being attacked here by... Stefan, Stefan Prine as well, who was a former colleague, of course, of I, Jamie McWilliams. Uh, Stefan, we'll keep it clean as always, but how amazing is it? You go out there coaching, don't you, uh, around the track for Jack? I don't know how he can win if I coach him, you know? <laughs> I don't know how they manage that, but absolutely brilliant performance. He looked so cool. Who's that down to? He was cool in the, in the beginning of the second start, and you know that he had paid from the beginning on, but every lap you know by him, you, you get a bit of a heart attack. And uh, <laughs> but, but he made a brilliant job, and even Marcus said, he was pushing 
Yeah. This is the boss as well. Yeah. And Marcus said he was pushing, he was not slowing down. Not exactly. And he had That's a perfect said, yeah. and brilliant place. But yeah. <laughs> there is the trophy. Uh, with Mr. Mark van der Straten as well, you can see the Constructors' Trophy being held aloft as well uh, down here. It is going to party on longing tonight. You can probably tell uh, here that it's starting to uh, get a little bit hot. Congratulations, Mark. Felicitations. That was pretty good from, from Jack, yeah? Really good? Je suis très, très fier de Jack. Je suis fier de tous nos pilotes. Je suis fier de toute notre équipe. Je suis fier du produit Honda, de Total, de tout le monde. Voilà. Thank you very much, Mark. I will explain that that is. He's proud of absolutely everybody involved. Let's hear from the man himself. He is with Neil Hodgson. Jack Miller, I cannot remember a more popular winner. I mean, the whole, everyone is so pleased here. We all know what you've gone through. We know the last few years have been so difficult. But do you know what? No one's questions your ability at any time. What does it feel like, MotoGP winner? Unbelievable. First of all, it was really nice to stay on the bike, that's for sure. <laughs> As I've been known to throw it down in, in similar positions. So uh, to stay on today was really nice, yeah. And like you said, to come through. The last year, I mean, we haven't been that long, you know, uh, to miss out on the championship by that much. And then to lead on to this was, was, was tough, you know, it was a tough, you know, part of my career. But, OK, we're not expecting any more wonders after this. It's a wet weather win, but, uh, but I mean, uh, no, it's just really nice to have this under our belt, you know, and just to open some eyes and see that we do know how to ride a motorcycle. But it's such a level of these conditions. We know, you know, we, we understand how the MotoGP ranks work and what the teams and bikes, and we, we un honestly, everybody at home understands what you've, you've been through. Explain what it felt like. You, you, three laps to go, for example, the gap was growing. Were you still pushing? Were you, at that point, had you rolled off? What were you thinking? No, I, I almost rolled off, you know. We spoke before, uh, you know, going up to the podium that he'd seen... Uh, where Lorenzo was, he saw where Valet was, so I know he'd rolled off, you know, he didn't want to take any risk by going chasing down some stupid Australian, so, you know, he left me at the front there, and I could see in the TV at corner five that how the gap was, you know, how big it was, so, I mean, I just sort of tried to roll off, but, I mean, even rolling off and still trying to stay at that pace, you can't, you know, go to sleep, so I was still trying to keep focus and just try to punch out 50, so lap after lap, and real lucky. And you've always been good at wheelies but the most beautiful wheelie over the line. It's been worth practising those stand-up wheelies, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're not practising them when there's no cameras around, you know, at least then when you mess it up, it doesn't look bad. But, no, I mean, that's... Uh, I just want to, you know, say thank you to my family and also to Honda for believing in me and, and putting everything on the line for me, so thank you. Brilliant. Last question. What's the plan tonight, then? Uh, a, few, a few soft drinks and an early night? Please don't swear. Cordial. Cordial. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll be joining you, don't you worry. I'm sponsored by a beer, beer company, so I think it should be all right. <laughs> oh, he is going to be going uh, long, long into the night, I guarantee. And what a way to come across the line for your maiden victory. Look at that stand-up wheelie from Jack Miller. Absolutely brilliant performance. Uh, let's confirm the results of his maiden victory. Jack Miller then wins by two seconds from Mark Marquez. Four seconds further down the road was Scott Redding. Paul Espargaro just outside the podium positions in fourth spot. Andre Iannone actually in the end, uh, bringing it home for a fifth place. Remember, he crashed in the first part of the race. Hector Barber sixth. All credit to Eugene Laverty, the Irishman there, in seventh place. He must be challenging the football team, I understand, are doing well. Don't go watch that, because we've got loads more to come here on Check and Flag. Stefan Bradl at Maverick Vinales, and there, Jorge Lorenzo in tenth place. He has lost 
Big points today to Mark Marquez. And Neil is speaking to the double world champion. Mark, an absolutely incredible result in such difficult conditions. You said last year that last year was a learning year for you. You had to be smarter. And I think today we saw that. I saw you point to your head when you came into the mechanics. And that's what you were saying, weren't it? Yeah, because uh, all the team repeat me maybe 40 times or more. Uh, please uh, finish the race, please finish the race. And, you know, I go out this, this race when I saw the conditions. You know, when you have a tricky condition, you can say, OK, now I will try to take the risk for, for try to gain even more points or try to finish the race. Um, and they say to me that today was the time for finish the race, uh, lose uh, not many points, try to, to be behind Valentino or, or the minimum positions behind him. Uh, and yeah, it was like this. On the first race, I was trying a little bit more, but then uh, I feel well and, I, and we come back. Uh, but uh, then with the red flag, the second race, uh, Valentino was pushing a lot, but uh, I was doing my race, no? Uh, no stress, no panic, just trying to do my race. Uh, and when I saw that Valentino was out, also uh, Lorenzo was behind. Uh, and I saw Miller there, I said, OK, sure, he will try to push a lot. Uh, and then when he passed me, I just followed him uh, in two seconds uh, for half some margin <laughs> of safety. Uh, and yeah, then uh, these 20 points are very important. And obviously you saw Valentino go down. What's the feeling when you go past? You see, oh, you, you know, we know how fast Valentino is in these conditions. What was the feeling? He was pushing really hard uh, in two laps, maybe open a gap of two, three seconds. He was uh, incredible fast. And I was pushing also, but on inside of my limit. I was struggling with the, with the front. I saw Dobby Kreis, uh, then Valentino. And honestly, last two laps uh, was so difficult. I was stiff on the bike, uh, uh, really careful for try to, to finish the race, for try to keep the distance also with Scott, because he was pushing a lot. Uh, and yeah, uh, honestly, very happy no, with, the, with this second place, because I repeat, was a race that uh, difficult to finish. Congratulations and congratulations on extending your championship lead yet again. Thank you very much. Bye. That's the new Mark Marquez, isn't it? Riding with the head as he did today. We have made our way into uh, the Estrella Galicia Mark VDS team. And yeah, Jeremy Williams has changed. He's now turned into World Superbike, 10 car to Honda rider, Michael van der Mark. Thank you so much for stepping in at the last moment to uh, talk through that race with us. How are you doing? And what are you doing with the weather for us here, Michael? Oh, man, you know, this, this is the, the biggest example you can have for the typical Aston weather. It's. Uh, it can rain in Austin, it can be dry anywhere in, in the Netherlands and, uh, you know, uh, the sun came out after the race and now it's, it's, it's raining again. Yeah, so. it's absolutely chucking it down, which is why you'll understand why we've moved inside uh, as well. Can you just explain maybe, as a Dutchman, to the people back home, how important is the TT in Holland? It's a huge event, isn't it, for the country? Yeah, it's, it's a huge event for the country and, uh, as you know, we, we have only one, one racetrack and for, for motorbikes and this is the, the biggest event uh, during the year and um, you know there are so many people in the Netherlands who know nothing about superbikes or anything mm. but if you speak about the Dutch TT many people will know and uh, even last night I went into the city where it's always a big festival and it's just full of people. Yeah I'm sure it has been a fantastic festival atmosphere if you think they're having fun at Glastonbury I'll tell you in the centre of Aston they're having even more fun uh, out there as well. Hey, what about Jack Miller? I'm sure you love to be in that position, you know, into MotoGP. You're, you know, I know you're looking around there. But first things first, what do you reckon he's feeling now taking a maiden victory? Well, he already lost his voice, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's amazing. I think 
nobody would ever thought he would win today, even in these conditions, and uh, it's just incredible. Uh, hey, when are we going to be seeing you over in MotoGP? Uh, are you here doing business? Yeah, I'm working for BT Sports. Oh, right, okay, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay, is it, yeah, so maybe a permanent signing here for, yeah. for, for next year, no, no, but we obviously, we, we'd love to see you out there, and especially here as well. Any chances of it in the near future? Yeah, you know, as, as a young rider, you, you want to win, and, and you want to go in MotoGP, which is, of course, the highest class of the world, and uh, my manager is, is speaking, and, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult, many places are already filled, and especially, like, the good ones, and, uh, you know, when I when I move in here, I want to have a good team and uh, and a good bike. So it's it's really difficult, but I will I would love to go here. Well, I tell you, in terms of BT Sport, we are watching you. You know, we are keeping an eye on you. Lots of people mentioning your name over the week, and I'm sure uh, while you've been growing up, you've watched Valentino Rossi. I remember you here as a kid as well, coming up to to race in the one to rise wild card, that kind of thing. You'd have seen Valentino Rossi and the success he's had over the years. It was really tough for him, wasn't it, today, leading the race. You could see the grandstand every time he went. This is the crash, just loses the front. Tell us about the surface here at Atassan in yeah, the wet. You know, the surface in the wet, it, it, it has always been great. Only the left corners, which are always a bit tricky because we have only a couple of them. But this crash is, to be honest, pretty weird. After so many laps, the tires are warm. And, and usually in this corner, you change from left to right and you lose the rear. The front, not so much, and like Rossi. And, it's really weird, and I think, like we've seen before with, with David Chozo, I don't know if he touched the white line, but it was a similar crash. And you know, Usually, the Austin surface in the wet is always really good, but it seems today that, that it's just really tricky. When he's in the battle for the championship, we saw how Mark Marquez rode. He didn't even bother chasing Jack Miller in the end, just taking the 20 points. And, and Rossi really has lost a lot now, because he was 22 behind Marquez now, 42 by the end of the day. It's tough, isn't it, for the championship? We talked about riders having the DNFs. Lorenzo last time out, Marcus had a tough Le Mans, uh, and Valentino perhaps has missed a chance today. Yeah, he, he has missed a big chance. You know, he's always been fast in, in Assen. He was fast in the wet, and he lost many points in, in, in Mugello, and now with the DNF again, uh, he lost so many points, but we don't have to forget that the season is so long, and uh, if... The, the other riders can have some things during the next races, so um, yeah, it's really tough. Uh, you see, you see it in his eyes after the crash. He, he was really disappointed, mm. and it's also really nice to see that somebody at this age still has this this hungry for for victory. And you know, but uh, I think the season is long. Anything can happen, but it's it's a big up. On the podium as well, we mustn't forget, behind uh, Jack Miller and Mark Marquez was Scott Redding. Great performance from him. He showed in the first part of the race, didn't he, as well, what he was capable of in these tricky conditions. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing to have, have Scott on the podium. I think he really deserved it. He had uh, yeah, a lot of bad luck, and he yeah, passes uh, Paul Espargaro. And, you know, he was fast, and like he said, after the race, he was struggling in, in the beginning, but when it dried out, he felt better when the bike was sliding a bit. Yeah, he's... Um He's one of these riders that we, we saw have trouble in the hot conditions. Barcelona, that happened in Jerez earlier on this this week, uh, uh, this year uh, as well, that he was having a few problems as well. But he needed something like this, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. He, he needed something like that. Uh, you know, he, he felt happy on the Ducati, but the results weren't coming. And, you know, a podium like this is, is a good motivation for him and, and for the team. And uh, I think that they all needed it. I didn't get to see his cool-down lap, actually, but I wonder if he produced another dance. This was actually after crashing yesterday. 
Yeah, I prefer Jack Miller's stand-up wheelie, if I'm honest, because that was terrible uh, from uh, Scott anyway. But, uh, no, it's, I mean, it's great that, that he's got those 16 points today. So important for him. Hey, he was a person who was brought up really here in, in this team at the Mark VDS team. Neil's with him now. I was just saying, Scott, it's a pleasure to interview you. I don't normally do this job. This is Gavin Emmett's job, but uh, it's, I'm, I'm lucky today. Fantastic job. It looked like you got a, not a great start and with a lot of spray. Tell us how difficult it was at the beginning of that race. Yeah, I mean, for the second race was difficult. I didn't want to push too much. I didn't know the condition and I was pushing more than I wanted and the guys were still pulling away from me. So I was taking some risk and I lost the front quite a few times. And then I saw the guys crash and I said, OK, just hold your pace, you know, just hold it, see what happens with the track. The guy said to me, it's 12 laps, it's still a long race. So I hold my pace, and when it came to me, I start to improve, I start to catch pole, and I was riding 80, 90%, and then I said, okay, when I have to pass him, I need to make a gap, because otherwise he can easily pass me. So I'm happy to be here, because we had a lot of bad luck this year. Um, front row yesterday and a podium today is nothing more I could ask for. And what, what, what were your thoughts that last lap? You came out the last corner. We've seen you. You've had a podium before, but you know how difficult it is, especially, you know, not in a full factory team. What was that feeling as you came across the line? No, the feeling was amazing. Um, the fact was, even when you go slow, the tyres was just everywhere closing. On the last lap, nearly crashed like two times, and I was just trying to survive, you know. I knew there was no one behind. Um, but when I just realised I was straight, I was just like, this is, this is what I come racing for. I tried to make these positions, and when you actually achieve it, it's something else, you know. And it's always the same thing, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. I'm there and I don't feel many emotions, it just happens. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll feel that later on. Looking forward, you've had a great weekend. You strung all through all the free practice sessions, qualified in the front row, you stood here on the podium. For your confidence, where does that put you now? No, I mean, tricky conditions, like I say, we don't have the factory bike, but in these conditions, we have to take the risk and try to take the factory guys when they are weak. And this is what we've done. Um, and my confidence is not bad because every weekend I'm getting better, a little bit closer, a little bit more confident. Um, so, you know, slowly we are getting there where we want to be. And it's not easy without the factory bike, but like I said yesterday, we don't give up. And when you get results like this, it pays off. I've got a feeling Jack Miller's planning a few shandies tonight. Will you be joining him? Yeah, well, I was planning my own shandies, but we'll meet up, no doubt. <laughs> Brilliant. Congratulations. We'll see you in Germany. First race we've had here since 1925 on a Sunday, and I'd suggest it's been a bit of a success. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, it was always a bit of a tradition to have the race on Saturday, and... Everybody in the paddock got, got lost during the week because they didn't know what, what day it was. And it's true. So last year they, they said we, we're going to put it on a Sunday and uh, I think it's it's an amazing decision. Were people happy with that decision here in, in Holland or did people want it to stay on Saturday for tradition's sake? Yeah, they are a bit like, yeah, we, we have to keep the tradition, but, you know, they, they changed it anyway. And uh, if you look at the crowd today, well, it was, was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy about having made their decision because it's been a crucial race in the MotoGP World Championship with Valentino Rossi crashing out, Jorge Lorenzo finishing in 10th place. Mark Marquez now leads Lorenzo by 24 points. He's got a 42-point lead over Valentino Rossi. Uh, when we get to the next round, Saxony, of course, that's round nine of the championship. Andrea Iannone moves ahead of Alessia Spargo and into eighth spot as well. And Eugene Laverty back into the top 10. He said that was his aim to do that. And he's done it with a great seventh place for the Irishman today. A great performance from Eugene Laverty. Bradley Smith has had a rather eventful afternoon here in Aston. And Neil's with him now.
Well, Bradley, with the state of your leathers, I think you had a slightly eventful race. Tell us all about it, mate. Yeah, well, I think just the day in general was quite eventful. Um, first race, we, I think, majority opted for the hard tyre. I hadn't tried it um, all weekend, and it certainly didn't work for me. I really, really struggled. Um, but with the race being 26 laps, I thought it was a good idea to go for it. Um, yeah, then, obviously, monsoon weather came down. Um, you know, race direction. Um, have a tough job, let's say. You know, sat inside their office, but, you know, we should should have been called you know a red flag a little bit sooner than it was but uh anyway then second one i was i was feeling it we had the soft tire back in and yeah me and my teammate were making our way through the pack and yeah just got a little bit a little bit too carried away um in the last fast left um you know it felt good you know through there during the during the previous race and just carried a little bit too much lean angle lost the front actually when the when I got chain tension and then I tried to open the gas to try and pick it back up and it never it never came back. It's not right fast though, is it? No, <laughs> there's, there's no way coming back from that one either. I was like there with my elbow buried in going, no, this one's not coming back. And um, yeah, I had a stuck throttle, had a cut brake hose, had a broken water hose. Um, shouldn't have been right out there riding the bike, but uh, I got it home in three points. So frustrating it seems to be the story of this season unfortunately and there's a lot of good signs but we're just not getting it across the line so uh yeah hopefully at some point fortune will change a little bit but uh until then all i can do is smile well, i mean you know you've been in this paddock long enough to know in them conditions it can go either way you've got obviously you've got jack miller standing on top of the podium scott on on, on the podium that's the way racing goes sometimes you know that don't you yeah absolutely it can go either way but i think like, you know, the la last year went my way every single time and uh, this year is going the opposite way every single time. I'm literally, uh, I'm making one mistake and paying heavily for it. And, uh, you know, usually when, when things are going well, you get a bit of a warning sign or, you know, it slides and comes back and we're not getting any of those. We're not catching a break this year, but you can't expect that. So keep my head down, keep working hard at it. Um, my pace and warm up was strong this morning. So the good signs are, are showing. Um, but yeah, it needs to happen in the race. Keep your chin up, Bradley. We'll see you in Germany. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> see you later. Come through to the LCR Honda Hospitality. We're in a few moments. We're hoping to speak to Carl Crutchlow. But they're celebrating a little bit. Jack Miller was a former rider uh, with the team, of course, last year when he came into MotoGP, as was this man, Eugene Laverty, and he's with Neil. Well, Eugene, that looked easy. Not. I can't believe that the, the story of your race from crashing on the, the first start, well, on the, on the sighting lap, to finishing the second part in seventh place. What a fantastic result. Yeah, we got lucky, let's say, because what happened on the sighting lap, I was the idiot that went down, wasn't I, on new tyres, but it was just like ice out there, and I tried to be so careful. But, yeah, lucky with uh, the red flag, because that first part of the race, riding with the front brake locking on, I was just tiptoeing around and couldn't do anything. So um, really fortunate today to have another shot at it. And I got involved in the first corner. We were all bouncing off each other the first couple of the corners and got up into the top 10, so made the most of it. And what was the story of the race once you got going? Did you know exactly where you were? Did you feel in control or was it just <laughs> sketchy all the way to the end? Yeah, it was a bit of a problem for me. The first uh, six laps or so, um, kept locking the front and closing the front everywhere. When the track dried out, it felt fantastic, and I started the lap as quick as the, the leaders, but those first five laps just had no feeling when the, with uh, the front. So. Yeah, it seems that the front tyre is really as hard as the roads because we almost need those in-between conditions to make it work, so something for Mitch on to work on. 
another great point scoring ride. You know, you're well up in the championship. What's the story for next year? We talk to you know, we talk about you in commentary. We're still unaware what's happening. Yeah, I'm sizing up both paddocks. Uh, honestly, you know, my contract's coming to an end at the end of this year, and I'm interested to continue here with a, a better bike. You know, if there's a GP16 available, then uh, I'm definitely interested. But to ride a GP15 again, I wouldn't be interested. Although it's going to be better than the current bike, again, it'll be a two-year-old bike. So what I want is a GP16 and have a good shot at it. But like I said, I'm sizing up Superbike as well because uh, there is some some factory options there on on race winning machinery, and uh, yeah, that'll be a great opportunity as well. Yeah, well, I like the sound of that. Good luck with whatever you sort out, and uh, we'll see you in Germany. All right, cheers now. Yeah, good ride from Eugene Laverty in the end to take seventh place. And now we're being joined by team owner, of course, Lucio Cecchinello and Cal Crutchlow. Uh, first of all, we better speak to you, Cal. Um, tough there, wasn't it? Because you showed the pace, especially in that, that first part. Um, yeah, but we never finished the race. It always helps, though, sometimes when you crash on a day when Valentino crashes because everyone thinks that it's okay because Valentino <laughs> crashed. Um, but yeah, it was a disappointment. Uh, as you know, I will be sorry to the team, to, yeah. to all the guys. We did our best job we could. I chose the hard rear tire in the first, um, the first part of the race. Um, and we were coming on strong, there's no doubt about that. And it was towards the end, it was coming into its own a bit. But more. then when it started raining, it was a disaster. So I think it was the right decision to stop because honestly, we couldn't see a thing. But it looked it, like a river the, out there, was it? In the straight line, it was just, you, I couldn't see Mark, who was 10 metres in front of me. Um, and it was really, really dangerous. So it, it was a good job it was stopped. I was really disappointed to crash in the second one. We changed the, the rear tyre to the soft one. Um, and I had way too much grip uh, for, the, for the speed that I was going on the first lap. But I was confident that I could have uh, had a really good result. But um, I didn't. And we have, to, uh, we have to go away now and improve for Saxon Ring. Uh, one thing, though, I will say, Cal, throughout the weekend, it's looked like there's been some green shoots. Would you have agree Lucho that obviously after the result in Barcelona last time best result of the season it was good in the test there this weekend when it when it has been dry even though it has been tough for the Honda here this weekend it looks like there's been progress for you for Cal and the team yeah definitely we we are doing better Cal is uh, feeling better with the bike and the team is working very very well and uh, we know more about the new software the new traction control software so we are uh, we are improving, and uh, I think uh, that in the second part of the season we will do great uh, great performances. I've got to ask the pair of you about Jack Miller. Of course, you were his teammate last. You two, you were with him last week on the Isle of Man, of course, as well, Cal. Uh, you were managing him last year, Lucho. You must both be delighted for Jack because there's been a lot of criticism coming from all corners. Yeah, well, it just shows, you know, um, the talent he's got. I've always said he's he's one of the fastest guys on the grid. And fortunately, uh, not to say bad against Honda, the bike he's riding is not competitive enough at the moment. It's difficult enough for somebody to be as experienced as me, Mark and Danny, to be riding the Honda, let alone Jack, who's come from Moto3. Even last year was difficult, and this year's even harder. So um, we all know the rain is, a, is quite a leveller um, of the talent. I think, especially on the Honda, because we're so far away in, in the dry as such, um, he's just proved his, his worth, there's no doubt about that. I bet he's had a 350 grand day today. Um, <laughs> so you can imagine the party he's going to have tonight. And uh, if, there was a, if, there was anybody, if there was anybody else on the grid that I would want to win, it's him. Yeah. And he thoroughly deserves it. 
he works hard, maybe not as hard as some, um, but he's young, you know, and he, I, think he's, I think he's done a great job. But you must have seen that talent yeah. as well. And like, and like Cal said there, he's got a great personality, hasn't he? I think when, when what Cal said there was echoed across the paddock, everyone was happy for Jack to win today. Yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone. And I, I really like it that Cal uh, walked there with Lucy in the Parferme and uh, Ag Jack <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I hope to be able one day to have a Jack again here with us. Hey, we'll wait and see. In I the did. Future. I did tell him though. I was not happy. He stuffed me on the first lap. <laughs> oh, you uh, weren't looking back to Silverstone <laughs> last year, were you? He stuffed me on the first lap, and I thought I have to get away with him because I know he's going to go in the first lap, like he did in the first race as well. But um, I hope we can have him back here in 2018. Hey, fingers crossed. Uh, we'd all hope so. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you. I know it's been a tough day for you boys. Thank you, Cal, as well. No and Thanks, all the best guys. for next time out in the Saxon Ring as well. Right, it's time now for us to move on to the Moto2 class. Sam Lowe's then up to fourth place. Oh, oh. Sam's out the seat. He'll get it back now, Baldessari, and he's lost a lot of momentum. That might put Luti back into play. Sam Lowe's then. That rear end of his motorcycle. Oh, that's Tom, Tom Luti. That's Tom Luti is down at turn eight. Takanakagami still leads. We've got three and a bit laps left to go. We're getting more rain in places. Yeah, he's, oh. got, it. he's got his hand in the air because it's raining. We've well, got a red flag. He's won it. Takanakagami <laughs> wins his Grand Prix. Takanakagami from sixth place. Second row on the grid wins the Dutch TT Moto2 race. Oh, look at this, who's coming through? That's Medio, Medio goes through. That is the most unbelievable pass. Flat out through there, there is no respite whatsoever. Bagnaia goes into second place, into the braking area at the chicane now. Medio, if he gets it right, he's going to win his first Grand Prix, surely. It's the number 16, but Bagnaia, Bagnaia gets it on the line. Bagnaia gets it, surely. Yes, yes he does. Mahindra wins the first win for Mahindra. Bagnaia is the hero of Mahindra. Look how happy they were. Who can blame them? The Aspa Mahindra team win their first victory. Uh, in the Moto3 class. Banyai moves up into fourth ahead of Nicolo Buliga. Still Brad Binder on top of the pile, 47 points. He only took three today out of Jorge Navarro. Four, so basically he's extended a little bit, but Navarro will be happy with that. So what have we got look to look forward to in Germany then? We've got brand new gearboxes <laughs> coming from Mahindra. So yep. Mahindra are on the up. All of those riders. Uh, McPhee has looked good this weekend as well. Yes. Once he started to concentrate on performance rather than jumping out of gears. Um, we've got a lot to look forward to in Moto3 at Saxon Ring. Uh, we've got to look forward to a lot of beer tonight with Jack Miller because he's <laughs> going to be a nightmare. No wonder, I'm glad we've got two weekends off because that's how long it's going to take for him to get over this. I think you're right. And we go to the Saxon Ring in a couple of weeks' time. There's a big gap again here in the schedule. A track where Hondas historically dominate. It's very close, isn't it, at the moment in Grand Prix? Close for the championship. We're reaching the halfway point now. And yeah. uh, you can't call it. No, absolutely not. Mark Marquez has yet to have the non-scoring race. He has scored points every race. Hope you enjoyed it. Of course, you can see it all live on BT Sport. All of us are, are looking forward to the next round as well. I don't think it's going to be able to surpass this one, but who knows in 2016, because just about anything can happen.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 